Now okay. I'm ready, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, born ready, baby. Ugh. Let's do it. Oh, my! I have a thing with when people add baby at the end. It pisses me off. I don't like it. Of course you do. I have oh. so many things. <laughs> Come on, many. sweetie, let's punch it. Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their name. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. Every week we test the limits of our friendship, arguing over books, movies, dumb trends, and of course, all of Mandy's dumb ideas. Let's grab a couch and get to it. Cut this shit. So you put books in the front, and yeah. remember I said like we barely read, we never and that's a joke. Books, but we did yeah. a book this time, so we it feels good. Yes, yes, feels for, yes. I have been getting so many letters, fan mm-hmm. letters, about us not doing l- enough literary material. We we are two erudite, educated women, and we're mm-hmm. not. There's an audience that that is you know crying out for for us. So this week. I think we really raised we didn't, the bar. We did a very quick audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> Our I've, version of yeah. being very literate yes. and classy. Yeah. About a woman who really made her whole career playing a Catholic girl who sniffs her armpits. Very, very classy. sophisticated. Yes. But before we get there, yep. can I ask what else you're listening to or watching or uh, Well, I finished ingesting. Okay. I did finish Heartstopper and I loved it. Although, you know, it's interesting. Like, it's so sweet and like, but also there's so much drama. It, it was like, it, it was, um, it made me feel sad for some reason. I was like, this is a sweet little love story. I don't know why it's making me feel sad. Maybe. Huh. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was, it was very good. And mostly, um, it's been sort of a, you know, we had Father's Day yesterday. Yes, we did. That's, which will be a week prior for right. people listening. And, um, Good math. We, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. I'm really I'm well done. Yeah, yeah. I told you we're raising the bar. <laughs> um, yeah. And and uh, it, so really, it's been a lot of like fun time with families and pools and all the stuff that when if you had asked my little 17 year old self, if that would be a truth for me one day, I would have run screaming and said, oh, dear God, no. No, because you thought ever. you were going to be at Top Gun. You thought you were going to be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's it's funny how you're in a, you know, how things change. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I had a ball this weekend and, uh, you know, but it, my 17 year old self would have been like, no, no, aren't we going to commit suicide before that so that our play can become a huge success? Wow. Stuff like that. Yeah, different goals, different goals, you know? Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. Uh, I have very much been enjoying season two of Hacks. Okay. Did you like the first one? Liked it, didn't love it. I grew uh-huh. to, you know, as it went, I liked it more and more. Yeah. Uh, but I think season two is hitting a stride. Oh, There's some nice. cheesy moments. There's some like eye rolly plot points. Right, right, but, right. Um, but well, you don't really... like it when people feel things and have. Yeah, heart, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, miss, I'm going to commit suicide to promote my play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the heartless <laughs> that's one. Am- that's pure ambition. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, well, that's good to hear because I was sort of like, I liked, I sort of half liked the first season. I, I didn't, I, it was a bit like what you experienced with Heartstopper where everybody was mm-hmm. like, oh, Mandy, you're going to love Hacks. And I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't remember if I 
didn't like it as much as you. I can't remember where we were on that. Well, I have to encourage listeners to go back to that <laughs> podcast because we did review it. So that's good to know. I'm glad. Yeah, I had a friend uh, I saw yesterday who was talking about how she's watching it with her 10-year-old son. I don't think that's appropriate. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was an interesting choice as well. Um, but you know, there you there you go. I don't, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I was just going to say also Barry season 3 not a fan. And we're we're oh, no. I think we're up to date on it or almost and and every time we're like, "Oh, should we just get through Barry?" It's like, "Should we oh. just take that enema?" It's just like, "Oh." Now, did you love 1 and 2? Mhm. Yes. Yeah, because I, 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 I love dark shit and it was so dark and I I found it glorious. But three is too dark, right? Is it too much? It just veered. It just it has nothing to do with the spirit of the yeah. show that was established. That's interesting. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I watched, I think, 15 minutes of the very first uh, episode. I don't even think we got I don't think we got past 15 minutes. But we're oh, like, let's watch three. Barry. Yeah. We're yeah. like, let's watch Barry. And we were so excited and we watched the first 15 minutes and we turned it off. I was like, I don't need to see any more, do you? Like it was Mm-mm. so that's interesting. Maybe I won't go back to Barry. You know the one that has been a slow burn for me that I really want to get to? What? I think it's time for me to at least give um uh oh, the righteous gemstones a chance. Oh. Have you heard that, anything about that or have you no, watched we, it? We watched the first couple when it came out mm-hmm. and it was like, huh, G- some great moments, but not a great show. And it mm-hmm. didn't keep it did not make us want to keep tuning in. I have had enough people be like, oh, my God, Righteous Gemstones. I think it's one of those shows that found its stride. Oh, so okay. now, based on my Shit's Creek experience, which was three episodes and out and then mm, the mm-hmm. my most favorite show of the century because mm-hmm. I went back to it mm-hmm. I'm going to go give and the same with Succession which is one of my favorite shows that at first right. I was like meh so I might go back and try Righteous Gemstones I love that you're willing to do that I I tend to put up a wall and keep that wall there <laughs> and I don't break down those walls like Molly Shannon on the set of Saturday Night Live Ayo. in every character she did yeah hello Molly well hello <laughs> Molly honestly do they give awards for segues it's I I'm hoping I I wrote a letter you know okay thank you I don't know if my letters are getting opened <laughs> it's weird it is weird yeah dear universe <clears throat> um man what did what are your thoughts about Molly Shannon's memoirs, what she called it. Hello, I, Molly. Okay, I love Molly Shannon. <laughs> I love her. I, I, but I don't think I loved her when she was on Saturday Night Live. To be honest, I, I, I that may have been a little bit of jealousy, a little bit of like, oh fuck those people, they're on Saturday Night Live, and I'm not. I fully cop to that. Sure. Um, but I also, uh, I, I really fell in love with her later. Like I love her on the other two, and I loved her in mm-hmm. White Lotus, and. I loved her in that show, Divorce, even though I didn't love that show. Um, the one with Sarah Jessica Parker. That's what uh-huh. it was called, right? Divorce. Yeah. I, so I, like, over time, I've really, she's come to really grow on me as an actress and comedian, but that more subtle stuff that she does, where she plays these characters more yes. dramatically, and they are also funny. But it, but she's so funny. Like, her her articulation, the way that she talks, is she sounds like a giddy... 12 year old all the time every chapter even when she's talking about really dark shit yes yeah 
My overall impression of Molly Shannon is tons of respect for how far her comedy went on Saturday Night Live, the mm-hmm. physical comedy. Always love that. Love that everyone, I guess, at that time, she said, was like, oh, we have a new Chris Farley. And it didn't matter that she was a woman. Like, Saturday Night Live embraced yep. and was grateful for a new, like, physical, physical comedian. And I think she's gifted at it. I think I, I we have a lot of friends that know her. I think I would love her. I think she is a really kind intelligent, interesting person, but what she does so many funny voices that I was terrified to listen to this book because I was scared she was going to be like, I love it because that's what she does all the time in interviews. Like she's just never, uh, you know, even on, um, I love that for you. She's doing a ton of Molly Shannon isms that Mm -hmm. really make me, uh, I'm doing the tick that Mm. for those who can't see, she looks uncomfortable, folks. She looks yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have to say she didn't really do that. She narrated this whole book in a very grounded voice. She yep. did a few funny voices, but they were appropriate. They weren't just like her doing that, which I find it to be like, I'm insecure, so I'm going to put on a funny voice so everybody thinks I'm funny. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, that is a, a, a real pet peeve of mine, and it didn't come up. In this book, I found her stories very heartfelt and interesting. I found her work ethic very inspiring. Um, when we can go into detail, but my overall impression of the book is like it wasn't really a book, it was her rambling <laughs> at a dinner party for a lot of hours, and it yeah. time jumped all over the place. And she would be talking, I'm like, wait a minute, you're still waiting tables, how are you? You know, in New York City on Saturday Night Live. Oh, no, we're in Saturday Night Live. No, no, no. We're back in Ohio. Like, I couldn't. I can't mm-hmm. believe she was allowed to just, you know, vomit, word vomit for this long. <laughs> there was no structure. And it was very, like, rambling. Like, much like my review just was, I'm done. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't. I didn't experience the time jump as much because she did refer her old life a lot refer to her old life, but that's just because it's felt like she was so, she's one of those people because she lived in the same, her, the same place her whole life. She's like, she knew all her friends, the first and last names. <laughs> she had vivid memories of the things they used to do. And, uh, so I'm wondering, like, were you listening to the book after five o'clock? Is that how maybe the time jumps got confusing for you? <laughs> you know, like I'm wondering mornings nope, only. No I'm judgment. a morning person. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was very, it wasn't like, Wow, what an artfully written book. Very right. like sentence, sentence, sentence. Yeah. Um, and like, like really, and maybe because I was listening to it a little bit fast, but like really felt like a 12 year old, like writing an essay about like my life and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but also, can I say like, hold off on, don't read Molly Shannon's book if you're like, you know what? I just need a good, refreshing comedy. Do not read her book. No. <laughs> it is it not is, a comedy. It's heartbreaking. Oh my God, she has had crazy, and some of it's funny, like very funny stories in there, but not like Colin Jost funny. Like funny no. s- stories like she and her best friend decided that it was like they got teased and prodded into sneaking onto an airplane to New York City and then getting off and running around New York City by themselves as teenagers, which... Which is not a funny story. It's so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. It felt me... I was like, Jesus Christ. But it also made me a little jealous. 
like a little bit like, oh my God, because she's such a rule breaker. She and always was like she was born. Her her father is raises her by himself and he really teaches her there are no rules. Rules don't apply to you. You follow your heart and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And it's amazing she is not in jail and that she became (laughs) such a from all accounts, beautiful human being. So kind and generous and talented and hardworking. Yes. Because when you're told that your whole life rules don't apply to you. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. You could turn into a real dick. That's true. Yeah. But she, you know, that's the thing. The other thing that struck me, which I was like, wow, is, I mean, everything was fun to her. Everything. She tells, but she tells stories about like really inappropriate sexual assault, like bad, bad shit that went down. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought it was fun. I don't know. I thought it was cute. And it, and everything, like she really, was just happy, so happy about everything. <laughs> well, but I've said this to you about your daughters, and and I think I said it on the podcast. But they, love they walk into a room, they, they love, they love it. Yeah, they walk into a room and they're like, "What's going to be fun about this room? Yeah. Like, what? Who are they? like everybody in this room is nice. The room is fun, but like they don't look for negative. Your daughters embrace the positive, and I think they get that from you, and. I admire that because I can be a bit more like, you know, all right, what's, oh, that guy's here. I don't want to talk to that guy. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I assess a room with uh, mixed impressions. Yeah. My mom walks into a room and she's like, what is going to suck tonight? And how do I prevent it? And how do I get out of it? So there's that end of the spectrum, too. But Molly Shannon really... um the last story she tells about which I loved about her kids and her car gets towed. And rather than being like, oh, fuck, my car got towed and I have my kids here. And what the hell are we going to do? She's like, we're going to go on an adventure, guys. We're going to find our car. And she makes it positive. Yeah. I, that's a very admirable quality. Yes, very admirable. And and I think that because so much of the stuff she has to do, like made my stomach like, oh, my God. Like calling around town and lying about knowing David Mamet and pretending to work for his company so that you could get you and your friend meetings with big agents. Like walking into a building and just getting as far as you could, passing out your headshot. Like calling 500 people to try to get 200 people to a show and sending them messages. People you don't even know. People you met hostessing at a restaurant. Right. I was like, that can, can that be true? I was yeah. like, wow, I never had balls. I've, I've done some ballsy stuff in my life. Uh, you know, like, I'm fine. Yes, I could go up on stage and write a show and do all that stuff. But that part of it where she's like, let's lie about who we are. Breaking the rules. Yeah. Right. You, you've you done ballsy things all within the framework of. Yes. Right. Following the rules. Yep. She had no rules. And the mammoth scam is fascinating to me. And she went in great detail about it, that she and a, a friend would call, you know, on behalf of each other and, and call agents and call mm-hmm. casting directors. And I'm with David Mamet's office. You have to meet this new young talent. He's amazing. He's only yep. in town for a week. You got to meet him. You got to meet him. And then then they would get these meetings. I know people who did that when I, I first moved here. Wow. What? Tell me the details. Like, what did they do? They they would call offices on each other's behalf mm-hmm. and be like, uh, you know, you have to meet this talent. She's amazing. I'm her manager. They had like a fake manager name. Yeah. And I, I'm with so-and-so management. You're going to love her. You got to meet her. And they got a couple of meetings, but nothing beyond that. The mammoth scam worked 
really well. Like they got yeah. actual meetings and, you know, but this was like, and they said to me, like, do you want in? All you have to do is like, if you call and I was like, oh, oh my God, has anyone ever seen me lie? I'm terrible at it. So I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't want to trick Hollywood into giving me a chance. I wanted to, yeah. you know, work yeah. hard and. And I'm yeah. still fingers crossed, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Are you kidding? You know how many people would die to co-host this podcast? Oh, my God. <laughs> the letters I get on a weekly basis. From um, just Patinkin and more alone, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know an actress who has really a totally separate side hustle as a fake manager. And she can't yeah. drop it now because she represents people. And she will literally be in an office, okay? And they will be calling the manager based uh, to book one of her clients. And she's in the office and her phone rings and she has to go outside to take the call to talk to them as the in-character manager. Wow. But the thing is, then that she is a manager then. Because the yeah. word manager, for, for those of you who are not in Hollywood, who are listening, it's this nebulous world. It is just somebody who one day says, I'm going to be a talent manager. There's not a union <laughs> looking over them. The agents, there's like a system and there are offices. Yeah. Managers, I could just say, I'm your manager and I could start calling people. Oh my God, so I have she's a actually, manager. Right, a manager, right? So, but if you, but if your friend is booking talent, she's a manager. That's not pretending, but it started off pretending. Right. Well, yeah. it's what it is, is it's really she's the front. Like, so people find out about auditions. You can't call an office and say, oh, I want an audition. Right. You have your manager call and say, I want you to see my client. But it's all fake because they would go, hey, there's this thing happening over at Allison Jones. Will you call and get me a, an appointment or try to? Yes. Right. So it's not like she's not actually working for these people beyond making that phone call. But that kind of guts, man. But it's like, I'm with you. Like, I never wanted to have to do that stuff. I did. I never would have found that fun. I barely find like any well, it kind makes, of. It like puts a pit in my stomach. Yeah. Thinking I, about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And Molly Shannon gets caught by like a producer agrees to see her and she's like you're a liar and this guy's a liar that called for you and molly shannon throws her friend under the bus and is like he is that's awful i've been scammed and then like runs out of the office she really is a rule breaker and a badass yes even then like i would have been like so mortified and worried about how that would affect and what if the word gets out and oh my god right she's gonna tell right. everybody she called her friend and they were like laughing that they got I know. caught right i know I know. I'm like, how is everything fun to this woman? How is it's, that possible? Right. I, you know, I, I will say I wanted more about, I'm always fascinated by Saturday Night Live and the process. And I, I, I wish the book included more detail. And you always want the, the dirt. And there, these yeah. people are not going to give up the dirt. This is only no. glowing things about Lauren Michaels is an angel and yeah. everybody's so nice. And, um, but, I do remember that time on Saturday Night Live when it was like a shift and the women became the focus, even though Will Ferrell was there. And um, she mentioned a lot of people who I found to be very weak, like Jim Brewer and Chris Kattan. I was never fans. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But she and Sherry O'Terry and Anna Gasteyer. Yeah. And soon Maya Rudolph, like that was a real high time. She made a list of all her characters and I was like, oh, God, those yeah. all became cultural we all knew those catchphrases. Yeah. We all knew those characters. That that was water cooler stuff, and it was all the women. Yeah, that's true. That was a very big deal. I'm 
it's funny because it is very like, oh, gosh, I was so nervous. And then I, I got it. And I was, you know, and then there, even like what she's talking about being disappointed. She'd be like, oh, my heart was breaking. I was so sad. Well, then, I mean, it, it's you so, sound like her. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. You did no, you really did just then. I, I should have done an impression of Molly Shannon when I auditioned for Saturday Night Live. I bet that would have gotten me the part. Yes. <laughs> uh, do, does Fandy Nation know you did that? You f- flew to New York and I'm, did it. I'm positive I would have said that. I, I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure I've told that story. But yeah. Oh, I don't know if they know that I no because during the secret, remember when we were talking about doing the secret? Because I did the secret for those who don't know or haven't listened to that podcast. I did the secret and I told everybody that I had an audition for Saturday Night Live and I booked a plane ticket to New York and I went there and I told everybody that I was auditioning for Saturday Night Live. And then when they said, when are you going? I said, soon. <laughs> and then I booked a job on 30 Rock, the TV show, a little tiny little one line part. And mm-hmm. then I flew home and I was like, oh, I guess it's not happening. And people were like, did you have your audition? I'm like, nope, not yet. They pushed it. And I still <laughs> kept telling everybody that I had an audition for Saturday Night Live. And sure as shit, two weeks later, they called me and said, hey, we saw your DVD. And we want to fly you across the country to test. Right. So but that the secret is, works. <laughs> that is, well, that's also a bit mammoth scammy of you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? I, Just yeah. lying left and right. That's true. I, but it, because it was the secret, I was like, I need to believe in this reality. And then, of course, I had a mental breakdown because my, my reality, it wasn't working. Like mm-hmm. I, it was so bizarre. It was this really weird period of time where I was like, "Oh, I can make this happen," and then I did. And you did. It's kind of crazy. And I'm I still. Know. I know it's. I'm still waiting because I sent my stuff in uh, to yeah. them. Uh, when was it? Last last week or uh-huh. I think it was 15 years ago. And yeah. uh, <laughs> and on a VHS. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. Yep. And I just really believed. Yeah. Like of I. I was I I did Shakira, I did Jewel, I I had all these characters that I loved. I remember filming it, I remember editing it and uh yeah. They Marcy Klein, I'm still maybe it's cuz I changed well, my number or I don't Do you want me weird. to write him a letter? Uh, you know your letters have not been so effective, man. <laughs> We're learning this. You got to have faith. You got to have you got to secret that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I I always I I it's always so interesting to hear you know, when she talks about like being up till four in the morning because that's what you did, right? right. You you got the things at the table read and then people were just up all night and talking about feeling guilty leaving at 4 a.m. to go get a little bit of sleep before she had to be at work the next day. Right. I was like, I don't know that that would have worked for me. No. I can't remember what I was like in my 30s, but like, I mean, in terms of, I don't remember if I was a up all night kind of working kind You were of person. not. I was there. You were not up all night. <laughs> Um, one thing I loved, one insight that I found interesting, you know, they do a big table read with all the sketches before they decide what's in and what's out. And she's like, a table read for a character like Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yeah. A table read is death. Yeah. Because she's sitting down. She can't show them like all the physicality and she's so physical. Yeah, that's true. So. And I thought she's that really was interesting. Subtle. It's she's a weirdly subtle character when she's doing her not not the physicality. The physicality is not subtle at all, right? But her voice and stuff is is yeah. pretty. It's all about her being right. like that nervous. I right. never. I don't know that I'd ever seen it. I actually went back and watched some of the stuff on YouTube. Really? Yeah, I didn't go see Superstar. I didn't like. I didn't see the movie, but 
Yeah. I remember the character vividly. And she tells she tells a story about doing it with Whitney Houston. And I do remember that very specifically. Oh. Um, and I gotta watch surprise, that surprise, Whitney Houston didn't show up until the last minute and didn't prepare <laughs> and wasn't she, wasn't yeah. a team player. Isn't that weird? Also a rule breaker. If I'd gotten famous enough, I probably would have been more like Whitney Houston. Maybe not so addicted oh. to heroin, but like definitely the diva, you know, oh, it'll happen on my time. They, I, I, I got to call you out. You are so afraid of conflict. You're so afraid of somebody being <laughs> mad at you or not liking you. You would never. You'd be like, I'm going to be five minutes late. Is that okay? But I'll bake something. I'll bake for everybody. I'll, I'll bring all the snacks. I'm sorry I'm five minutes late. Like you are not. A diva. <laughs> okay. All right. So maybe I would have done heroin. I knew it was one of those things. I wasn't right. sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's good to know, though. Yeah. Are we going to give it some m- m- Molly man jobs? I was going to say mall jobs. jobs. Oh, yeah. so mind meldy. It's so cute. Um, <laughs> yes, Man's let's meldy. do it. It's interesting because I, like, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was very interesting, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, you have to read this book. No, I've recommended the Colin Jost book to everyone. And I've listened to a lot of these. Amy Schumer, Tina Fey, Sarah Silverman, Amy Poehler. This is not. Yeah, this is not as good as those. Those are the ones that I would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like go immediately if you haven't listened to Tina Fey's book. Yeah. This is more like. eh. Although I do think it's going to get made into a movie. I what? think the story about her dad. Don't you think the story about her dad's going to get made into a movie? That's crazy. It's a moment. Her dad her dad learns later in life that he's gay and she finally gets to experience that truth with him. Um yes. not being gay with him. They don't like but she asks him and he answers and it's that out in the open chapter. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh yeah, I'd give it 3. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. I want to give it more it's not like I didn't like it, but and she those man very... jobs are precious, and they can callous your your hands. You gotta you gotta yeah, be stingy gotta with be the man jobs. And I think like for anybody who is super ambitious and a hustler and like loves stories about like shoplifting and jumping on planes and like lying on phones and just not giving a shit and just going for it, like I think people like that might enjoy the book more. Actually. For yes. me, I was like, oh my God, I really, honestly, it made me feel terrible about myself because I was like, what is wrong with me? I, I haven't lived. I, yeah, yeah, I really was yeah. like, oh my God, have I failed because I'm not more like Molly Shannon? Like, how is it like, why did I sit back and wait for things? Why didn't I go get them like that? But I'm like, oh, I could never do that. I am good where I am. Thank you very much. But it took, you know, but when I was listening, you know, I think for people who are super, who would like to live like that, it might be an inspiration to them. You know, maybe someone will do the mammoth scam. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't know that he would get you in the doors right now. You got to use someone else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Somebody who's always in New York. Oh, I don't know. I'd like to throw Jason Bateman's name around. Let's, that could be let's fun. try that. Yeah. Yeah. On our summer break. Let's try that. Let's see how many meetings we can get calling oh. from Bateman's office. Oh, my God. That's a gr- I just want to meet with him. Would it be weird if I called his <laughs> office and said, like, hi, I work at Jason Bateman's office. Can I get five <laughs> minutes with him? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
All right. Well, let's get our business done because then we're going to play a Saturday Night Live game. Oh, of course we are. All right. Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by Ian Post. And if your podcast app allows, we need ratings and reviews, which means if you're on Apple, pause, give it five stars, write us a review, and we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Please help us spread the word. Tell your friends. Yes. And also what you can do is you can talk to us on Discord. That's like a a, a fun communication app where we trade stories and pictures and inside. It's the inside track to the Mandy's. Via mm-hmm. Fandies. What's a Fandy? Well, it's a member. You can become a member by going to mandcave.com slash Fandy. That's F-A-N-D-Y. And you get bonus content and birthday messages. And I think it's like five bucks a month. And, uh, you know, the inside track on how we assign these manned jobs. And maybe even a video tutorial of how to give a man job. That could be really fun. That could be really fun. Yeah. Not what people are expecting, but isn't that what entertainment's all about? There's peanut butter involved. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, and guys, we have merchandise. Please go to mancave.com slash merch and stock up on all the mugs and pillowcases and t-shirts and sweatshirts. It's just fun stuff. It's all hilarious. And people notice it when you wear it out in public. I love it. I really do. Except when you wear it to your fourth grade volunteering at the elementary school. That's don't, not such a great time don't to do wear that. it. Ah, you know, <laughs> never again. She said. Don't do that. Oh, Okay, what's my game? All right. So I found a quiz. Okay. And it the way they have it set up, which makes me happy because I'm such a nerd, it's timed. There are 20 <laughs> questions. It's okay. called Finish the Catchphrase. Okay. I'm going to read <laughs> to you the character and the catchphrase, and you have to just fill in the blank. Okay. Okay. Uh, I took the quiz. Okay. It's they allow you six minutes total. You will not need all six minutes. Okay. I did it in three minutes, but I oh. missed two answers. Mm-hmm. So your challenge, my friend, is to beat my score of 18 out of 20. Okay. There's no way that's going to happen. I can't even secret it. There's no way that's going to happen. I'm, I'll get lucky to be like two out of 20, but I'm going to fucking I'll raise your challenge. The challenge for me is to be funnier than this fucking quiz. I'll tell you that. Bring the pain. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, play quiz. <laughs> this is Alec Baldwin and Kate McKinnon as Trump and Clinton. Blank <laughs> from New York. It's Saturday night. Live. This is Georg and Jortik Frustrunk. We are two <laughs> blank and crazy guys. Wild. Oh, so far I'm doing okay. Gilda Radner as Barbara Walters. Aww. My name is Baba. Wawa. You're Dang. doing great, kid. You're do- you're crushing it. Coffee talk with Linda Richmond. I'm getting a little verklempt. Talk amongst yourselves. Look at you. Is everybody home? Like these are too easy. Weekend update with Dennis Miller. That's the blank, and I am out of here. <laughs> That's the oh. Is it news? It is news. Oh, okay. It's Pat with Pat Riley. What's ah. it's what's blank? It's Pat. <laughs> What? Blank. It's what's fat, P-H-A-T. Uh, that is not correct. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. Uh, I don't have the answer oh, at the moment. Know? Is that the one you missed too? Yeah. Yeah. Pathological Liars Anonymous with Tommy Flanagan. <laughs> yeah, that's the... That's the truth of it. 
That is not correct. That's the stuff. That is not correct. That's the pickle. Nope. That's the... I'm passing. That's the ass crack. Wayne, Wayne's World with Wayne, and, Wayne Campbell and Garth Algar. Blank uh, Wayne. Oh, blank on, Wayne. Blank on, Garth. Rock on. No, I'm giving her party a disapproving on. look. It's yes, party on. It's party on. <laughs> the church lady. Well, isn't that? Something. Oh, special. Thank it's you. It's special. I got special. I'm... <laughs> Sprockets uh, with Dieter. Would you like to touch my? Oh, um. <laughs> would you like to touch my painting? <laughs> would you like to? Yeah, I don't know. Is Pum- it ass crack? I feel like a lot of these answers would be ass crack. But uh, yeah, pumping up with Hans and Franz. We are here to blank pump you up. You up. We are here to pump you up. Debbie oh. Downer. By the way, it's official. I can't have. And I'm making the Debbie Downer face. I can't have friends, sugar, caffeine. I can't have diarrhea. I don't know. Wow. Don't Eddie know. Murphy. Eddie yeah. Murphy has Gumby. I'm Gumby. Blank. And you're not. Uh, come on. What? I'm Gumby. <laughs> President Gumby? I don't know. Who watched wow. Gumby? Inspirational Eddie. speaker, Matt Foley, which is uh, Chris Farley. When you're living uh-huh. in a van down by the... The river. Yes. Oof. <laughs> this is rough going. Weekend update with Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. It's always blank. It's all <laughs> sunny in Philadelphia. I remember because she wrote that and then they ripped off the title for their show and they had to get legal to clear it. I remember that. This is going to take you all six minutes to not do so well. <laughs> uh, daily affirmations with Stuart Smiley. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people. Blank me. Blank me. Uh, Tina Fey is Sarah Palin. I can see blank from my house. Alaska. No, Russia. Russia. I could see Russia from my house. Fernando's Hideaway with Fernando Lamas. You look marvelous. I forgot that Billy Crystal was on the show till you just said that. Weekend update with Chevy Chase. I'm Chevy oh. Chase and you're not. Ah, uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Super. You're- Superstar. So you had a strong end, but you, okay, so it's letting you go back. You have 14 out of 20. Uh, It's Pat with Pat Riley. What's blank? It's Pat. (laughs) Nothing. What? What's erect? Is this the one where she's a, she's like, I'm not a man or a woman? You can't tell her gender. Right. What's Would not fly today. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. No, no. Pathological Liars Anonymous. That's John Lovitz. Tommy Flanagan. Oh. Yeah, that's the... Oh, that's the ticket. Yes, you got it. You got it. You got it. There we go. <laughs> uh, sprockets, would you like to touch my... <laughs> Do you remember Dieter like had to... a little oh, friend? Was it like a bunny or a, ra- a a dog? Would you like to touch my... What was it? Would you like to touch my ferret? Uh, I don't remember. What was it? <laughs> it was a monkey. Oh, that's right. Touch my monkey. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, and the Debbie Downer, by the way, it's official. I can't have gluten. Oh, boy. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> I can't have a sunny outlook. <laughs> uh, what is it? What is it? Children. She can't have children. By the oh. way, it's official. I can't have children. And it's oh. what's that? It's Pat. And would you like oh. to touch my monkey? 
Okay. Okay. All right. I don't those, remember. That's a, yeah. I mean, those catchphrases, you know, yeah. become yeah. part of our. Absolutely. I really watched the show very little, I guess, but a lot of those got through. Um, what, uh, I can't have children is way more of a downer. I'm going to say Yes. That. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You know, I had this, I had this weird thing. Well, anyway, we could talk about it another time, another time on the podcast. Well, I just want everyone to know I reign supreme and I got 18 out of 20 in half the time that Mandy got 15 out of 20. There it is. Not that it's a competition. No. It's not. No. We're very easy breezy over here at the man. So, you know what I mean? Well, there is an underlying competition between us. Yeah. uh, About who is the gayer man. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Who yes, is which the, we are going who is to more solve. of a gay man. Yes. So, and we are going to get down to it because yes. I'm ready to tell you what we're going to watch for next time. Excellent. Which I think honestly just puts me, I am the gayest of us all. Uh, we are going to watch Fire Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. Movie on Hulu. Yes. Uh, the uh, the writer's name escapes me right Joel now. Joel but... Kim Booster. Oh, you know that. How great. He um, is a regular on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And my family loves him. He's very funny. Okay. Okay. Um, I know him because I know the other another actor in the movie, Matt Rogers, who I am a huge... I love Matt Rogers from I Love a, That For You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's huge so fan of his. perfect. He's Do you so know him, good. know him? Or are you just... I uh, met him because I wanted to put him in my movie. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. But he had a scheduling conflict, so. Yeah. But he would have been perfect. Uh, so mm. anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to watch uh, Fire Island and it will be a lot of fun. So we'll have a popcorn. gay old time. Yes. Make some like cute rainbow vodka jello shots mm-hmm. and be sure to oil up your chest. Oh, my abs. And I feel, yes. I feel like I'm not in shape for this. Yeah. you. I have a week. Some- do some crunches. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Okay. Um, all right. Until all right. next time. Love you. I love you. Hey!